Hi, I'm Bobby, and this is Abby, and we are hosts of the Filling You Up With Hope podcast and Filling You Up With Hope YouTube channel, and we are so glad that you're here. Hi. Hi. So <laughs> today, we have the amazing like mm-hmm. pleasure of interviewing somebody that we mm-hmm. actually met on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Her name is Lena, mm-hmm. and she's a, a spirit-led grief and depression coach and an yeah. end-of-life doula. Yeah. I've never, I had never heard of that until today. No. No. I hadn't either. And we, we were just talking a couple weeks ago, like, my son who passed away, like, he, um, his birthday is August 29th. Yeah, and it's we coming just, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we thought like having a podcast about grief because it's something we all go through right and having Lena talking to her who's an expert and who's with people at the end of their lives right but she got there through experiencing substantial grief yes of her own yes and her story is incredible and Mm -hmm. you'll see when you listen um Mm -hmm. to it but we did this podcast, like Abby said, um, Jesus, all, our God often uses death mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. people to him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yours and your husband's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing, but it's also, it's it's tough to understand mm. because we still, like I'll, like I told you this week, I'll never understand like why a sweet precious baby like died even if it did bring chris and i close to jesus that never makes sense right like the pain in this world like people dying from cancer right you know it 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 doesn't make sense but as christians like we know like we talked about last week be still and know that i am god Mm -hmm. like he's god we're not Right. Like, we don't have to understand right. everything. And we're not going no. to. No. And like we said last week in our mm-hmm. podcast, we yeah. might, we'll never know. We might never know. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and that just has to be something we come to terms with and we're okay with. Yeah. Because our ways are not God's ways. Mm. His ways are so much higher and his plans yes. are so much higher. Yep. Oh. And um, we talked about um, Ruth and Naomi's yeah. story a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah. in uh, Ruth two twelve, mm-hmm. may the Lord, the God of Israel, whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you've done. And I just oh, love that. That's Boaz. Yeah. Yeah. Boaz. And Boaz. <laughs> under whose <laughs> so wings you have come to names. take refuge. Yeah. Oh. That's exactly what this woman did she took refuge from her pain and the incredible amount of grief that she experienced she took refuge in jesus Mm -hmm. and and she and in her obedience she has walked and 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 done so much work for his kingdom Mm -hmm. and it's such like no matter what you're going through Mm -hmm. like you can have that refuge in in jesus if you just turn to him right and it's like you were saying it's a lot of times when you're at that rock bottom yeah like you have nowhere else to turn to no right and and god uses that i mean he's 
he's so good at mm-hmm. saving us from ourselves. Yeah. You know, and God uses death and children. Yes. <laughs> right? Which yes, is, he it's sad, but that's how he woke me up is with a baby. Yeah. You oh, know, what a gift. which, yeah, yeah, it was just a huge gift, a huge gift. Yeah. But I loved how she talked about how there's peace in knowing that the family that she lost is with Jesus. Yeah. And um, so yeah. I do pray that you have peace on his birthday this year. Yeah. I can't even say this without crying to you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and God, and it, it's such a gift because when she was talking about that, um, I did have that peace. Right. Like I, he, when he died and he didn't have, you know, his whole life he had tubes in and like when he, for him to be so peaceful right. when he passed away. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like I kind of wanted my sister to be on this podcast because, like, we also had a stillbirth, and my sister Dory was there. Yeah, and um, and it was a peaceful experience, <laughs> which is so weird. And you know, we knew that he had died, you know, because of the ultrasound, and um, but. I, I can't describe it because it sounds like, how would that be peaceful? Right. Well, you know? there's, I mean, God provides peace beyond all understanding. Yes. Right? That's yes, his word. Does. Yeah. Yes, he does. And he's the ultimate redeemer. Like, you look at the story of Ruth, mm. and you look at how um, the baby that is born to Ruth is Obed, who is Jesse's father. Mm-hmm. Jesse is David's father. And yeah. you go down the line and it leads to, to, to Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Ugh, it's beautiful. Yeah. He is a redeemer. Mm-hmm. But there was pain. Yeah. Pain, unfortunately, affliction, like we've talked about, affliction has to happen. Yes. And and affliction happens because God is patient. Yeah. And we have to be patient as well, mm-hmm. which is hard. Yeah. And we're going to experience pain. Yes. And suffering. Yeah. Which we might never, ever know. Mhm. Yeah. Mm. And it's okay to feel that pain like mm-hmm. Na- like Naomi did and Naomi thought kind of like she'd been cursed by God or something, right? Right, right. yeah, she did. She said that. I mean, mm-hmm. she tried to have both of her daughter-in-laws leave because mm-hmm. she was just being cursed. And she mm-hmm. changed her name. Mm-hmm. She changed her name. Yes. In here. To to Mara, Mara. which means bitter something, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. um, and what, what, no matter what you did go through, it might not be death. It might just be pain and suffering that you don't understand mm-hmm. why there, there should be a peace in knowing there's a purpose. Yes. You know, that won't take away your pain. It won't take away your hurting, mm-hmm. but God will, will heal you if you let him. You just yeah. have to invite him in and ask him. Yeah. And it's like, and there's more than this earth, like what right. Lena said. Yeah. You know, there's just so much hope in that, that mm-hmm. you can let him in, like you're saying. And um, and then you know in your heart that there's more, that mm-hmm. it's still so hard and painful. Yeah. But there's more to than just this earth. Mm. Yeah. Well, we pray that you... 
get the next portion of this and get to listen to it. it is it's our inc- first time that yeah. we ever did a phone recording for right. the podcast. Yeah, and it was incredible, and I i don't know how Abby does this. So, <laughs> But we're just so grateful that yeah. um, we're so grateful that we got to talk to her, and we're so grateful that you get to listen, and our prayer is that you can heal from this as well because I certainly think that it's mm-hmm. a beautiful journey. It's hard to hear. It's very hard to listen to. Yeah. Um, just a, a heads up. It's yes. very hard to listen to her story, but yeah. it's a beautiful ending. Yeah. And maybe a verse to hold on to. Um, this week is Matthew 5, 4. Blessed are those who mourn. Mm. For they shall be comforted. Right. And I think that, as you'll hear now, like, Lena was and is comforted by Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, um. All right. Well, enjoy, (laughs) and we will see you next week. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. We're so glad you're here. Yes, this is so fun. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for offering the invite. Of course. <laughs> if, if you want to like introduce yourself and tell us about um, what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'm Lena. Uh, it's really Elena. Most public people call me Lena or Lane. Um, and Really, I am an end-of-life doula, and I've been doing that for a long time. But then this year, I just, like, added on grief coaching uh-huh. because of my everyday life and what I deal with with my patients as well as, you know, what I have went through in my own personal journey. So mm-hmm. I just felt it was something that God was calling me into. Nothing that I was really seeking out, but he was calling me into it, so... Wow, that has got to be so hard. I've never heard of that before. An end-of-life doula? Yes, I've never okay. heard of that before. Yeah, so um, it's a lot of hospice work without, like, the extensive medical care. So it's more, like, for emotional support, physical support. Um, you know, I do give medications and stuff, but that's not my forte. You know, I let the nurses do that. Um, it's basically what a birth doula would do, but at the end of the life. Do you, is it Christian based? So I am sole proprietor. So yes, mine is Christian based. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what got you started into that? So I started as a physical therapy assistant um, in a nursing home about 12 years ago. And I did that for a while, um, and then I transitioned out of that and was working in doctor's offices and things, and then um, a lot of things happened, <laughs> long story short. And then I went into caregiving, and it was just something like that God has graciously gifted me with. It's like I just have a grace for it, um, and then I felt him drawing me more and more into patients that were like at their last days, their last 72 hours, their last week, their last month. And, and families were just drawn to me. Patients were just drawn to me. It was really something that God just did. Wow. That is so incredible. And that's gotta be hard on you. Um, sometimes, sometimes it is. 
Um, honestly, like I kind of disconnect <laughs> in yeah. some ways. You'd have in to. Some ways. Um, but also I like, um, it's super personal, but I also can't bring it home. Right. Yeah. No kidding. So that's good boundaries. Yes. Like there's some patients are definitely harder than others. You get more connected Mm -hmm. to some than Mm -hmm. others. Um, but I've had so many experiences. There's one patient that, you know, the family just loved me, but my first time there, it was like, I church services that evening and then I walked into the house within three minutes like the angels came and just the experiences that God has just brought me yeah wow so tell us a little bit about your story Say that again. Tell us a little bit about your story. So my story, like my personal journey. Yeah, your, with Your personal journey <laughs> with how you got to be who you are today. Okay. So my personal journey with grief, um, I guess it's like, I don't know. I guess I always knew something on the other side, you know, um, that was going to happen. Right. So as a child, I was always fearful of like something happening to my family. And it was like a biggest fear of mine. And then at 15 years old, um, that fear came true. Um, I went on a school trip and I returned home and my dad had died by suicide. Oh my gosh. And you didn't find him, did you? Or no, no. Thank thankfully. Um, you know, the police came to my home and my mom was there with my three younger siblings. My older brother was in college um, and, you know, the police told her and it changed our family trajectory. Oh, yeah. Day, you know, my mom became a shell of herself. Um, I became a parent right away to my three younger siblings at 15 years old. Um and it was just a rough time growing up. It was a rough time in school. People either look at you as like, oh, that poor girl, or like you have a plague. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was my first interaction with um, death, really. I mean, a, a month before that, my great aunt had passed away. But we were not that close, but it was like my first funeral. And then oh, um, uh, two weeks after my dad passed away, um, a very close friend of my sister's that was six years old, she passed away of cancer. Oh, my goodness. So that was like, you know, at 15 years old, that's a lot to handle. Yeah. And then I became like basically a mother to my three younger siblings um had two sisters and one brother that I was helping raise um and then five years later my mom um had a brain aneurysm and passed away so now I'm 20 years old I am raising three siblings I actually was married at 19 wow um because you know at 19, you think you love somebody, but 
you know, I didn't really know what that was. And it was kind of like a rescue. Like he's going to help me. He's farmer. Right. And yeah. So my mom passed away. So now I inherited three kids. The youngest one was seven, um, and then nine and 11. So I'm at 20 years old. And then five months later, uh, my uncle had moved in with us, but he died of cancer five months later. So fast forward until 2018 and um, tragically a call. I just got back from a women's conference. It was a great weekend. Wasn't even 12 hours later. I got an emergency call from um, my cousin who was an EMT. And he said, "Um, I have bad news. Your sister Tori is here and happened to be at the hospital at the same at that time. But my sister, um, literally somebody dropped, opened the car door and tossed her out like trash and dropped her out on the emergency room. She had an OD. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got there, she was already like on a breathing machine. I had my younger sister came and my younger brother came and she was 25 years old. We had to take her off of life support and it just like destroyed me you know it really wrecked it really shook my faith in God um I went on like a little product journey trying to find answers um you know it was it was super hard to understand how God was taking each one of my family members you know in that mind meanwhile my husband had left um in 2010 he cheated with my best friend so he went through a divorce and with loss and grief in that as well oh my gosh yeah um and then last year in 2022 like I had some losses in between but in 2022 um my very close friend Emily um, in July died of ovarian cancer at 26 years old and then six weeks later my sister Lisa my youngest sister Lisa died tragically on vacation she went to vacation in Tennessee with her boyfriend um, and wound up in the hospital she had a a topic pregnancy that burst that caused a brain hemorrhage that caused her to go brain dead oh Oh, my goodness yeah. Oh. So that was last September. And then three months later, my grandma died. And then this last July, um, it was not only the one year anniversary of my friend dying of ovarian cancer, but on 4th of July, I got a call that um, a guy that was in my circle group from church had a tragic accident at 33 years old um, mm-hmm. that I was very close to that he got lost at sea. And mm-hmm. You know, so that was like shaking and, you know, it's just been a long journey of grief that God has been so gracious um, to me on. I've went through deep depressions. I've, you know, went from in my early 20s to after my husband left, wanting to kill myself, trying to kill myself, just, but God really just like rescued me and gave me a family. Like I have wonderful people in my life that have taken me in like their own child that have, you know, I have siblings like that God has given me and showed me like, these are your family. 
Um, it doesn't diminish the pain. I, you know, I grieve still. Um, you know, it's really been hard the last couple months. However, God is so gracious in the journey that he's called me to. Meanwhile, I'm working with other people's family dying every day and helping them through it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, without oh really telling people um, my grief journey. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like God was saying, you know, I want you to do something more. I want you to do something more. And I was just like, after my sister died last September, I was like, God, how can I even think of helping somebody? Yeah. I'm going through this and things just unfolded. Um, and, you know, in January, an opportunity opened to like do coaching classes and stuff. And I just, you know, God just moved me into like, you already know this. You already, I've walked you through it. You walk people through it every single day. Now I want you to do the more spiritual side of it and helping people know that there is life after grief, that there is joy, that you can still have the joy of the Lord, that you can, you know, you don't have to just survive, that you can thrive again, no matter what loss that you have, you know, and he really started to walk me through um, women in the Bible that had great losses and great you know, yeah. and it really did start with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and right. how she watched as her son was crucified and had to grieve that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then she, he brought me to Eve, the mother of all living, and how she not only grieved one child that was murdered, but her other child that was, you know, banished. And he just started walking me through different um, women in the Bible and connecting me with them and with like their story and how they grieved and how they got through. And that's how, you know, he just walked me through it. And I've had great, you know, mentors and leadership and I've went through therapy over the years and everything, but you know, it really was just a walk with the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus. And, you know, really part of what I teach other people in my grief coaching is that, you know, who is God to you? Who is Jesus to you? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Because that's what he's going to become. Whatever you need him as in that season, that's really what he's going to become. Yeah. Um, where in all of this did you meet God? And Jesus. So I technically was raised in a Christian family. I went to a Christian school um, and we went to a Baptist church. Um, unfortunately, after my dad passed away, they really, we had a lot of church hurt and they kind of shunned us. Um, and, you know, my mom was a struggling single mom at the time with five kids and barely surviving. And mm-hmm. they, they kicked like my siblings out of school. So we walked away from God for a while. So when I re- really rededicated my life to God was probably um, when I was 25 years old. It was right after my husband had left and cheated with my best friend. And I was like, God, I have been trying. I have believed in you, but I don't know. I'm at my wits end. I literally want to die. I can't take no more pain. I, you know, and he just really came to my rescue. It was just um, I got connected with um, someone in my 
my sister's school that I was going to back to school night and, and one of my neighbors was going to church and I just said, can I come with you? And she's like, sure. And I just, that night, like I felt the presence of God so strong and I walked the aisle and just rededicated my life. And, you know, it just birthed the whole new world for me. So that was about 13 years ago. Um, you know, and there's been up and downs in between, especially after my first sister, Victoria died in 2018. You know, I, I, like I said, I had a little prodigal journey and it wasn't that I left God. It was just that I had to find God in a different way. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I remember, so I left, I live in Philadelphia and I left Philadelphia and I was driving, um, down to Florida to move there for a while and stay with friends. And every time I was in the car, I would listen to the song by, um, I think, who is it? Natalie Grant and help me want the savior more than the saving. Help me want the healer more than the healing. Yes. I love that song. And I, that was just, I would just cry and sing that song and listen to that song. And I was like, Jesus, I just need you to breathe me, breathe me back to life again. You know, I was like, literally, I had no breath in me, like everything, you know, was out of my soul. I felt like such a dark cloud. And, you know, I had nothing in me to give to anybody at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was like a nine that he that you turned to him during that time. Say that again. Oh, I said, what a gift that you turned to God, like as the like the best coping thing ever Jesus that you turned to him during that time yeah I mean on the outside it didn't look like that but you know I in my heart um I did you know because I had moved and people in my church were like you know she moved away she's not following God and I was just like you know I don't really care what other people think right now this is what I have to do right and you know I I I couldn't work I couldn't do anything really like and I just I would go to the beach every day and I would just cry. And I was just like, God, I need to be near you. I need, this is where I feel you. This is where I need you to breathe me back to life again. And I just would like listen to worship music and listen to soaking music or I would, you know, and just, I couldn't even read the Bible to be honest. I just was like, I just need you to show me in a different way Mm. and not religiously. I need you to show up for me. And, um, that's when he started to walk me through the women of the Bible who were hurt, who were broken, Mm -hmm. who, you know, had no, had no way out sometimes, you know, but they turned to God and, you know, I came back to the Philadelphia area and it was slow, um, getting back into church because I had a lot of church hurt. You know, people would say things like six weeks after my sister died and they'd be like, well, how long you want to grieve? Or, wow. or you just have to move on from life in life. Like, you know, or, you know, God does everything for a reason. And it was making me so angry and offended. And I was like, God, Absolutely. this isn't you. This isn't you, God. This is not the heart of the father to do this. Like, you know, and I really had a spirit of an orphan spirit and a spirit of abandonment and, you know, things that God really worked on, you know, I went to a program 
Um, that was a week-long um, spiritual program that was called Restoring the Foundations, and that really mm-hmm. helped. Um, you know, and I have great pastors that are mentors, and they really took me in as their daughter, and it just brought such healing to me in times that I really needed it. Which story, like, which women of the Bible do you, do you relate to the most? Do you think, like, did the most healing? So a little bit of a lot. Um, so, you know, I relate to like Esther cause she was definitely mm. a orphan, you yeah. know, but yeah, I'm still yeah. getting, I'm still getting to the point where he's putting me in the palace, you know, um, mm-hmm. and seeing that. Um, but also like, I relate it to like Mary and Martha when they lost their brother and, mm-hmm. you know, they, to Jesus like where were you like you couldn't come you know you couldn't come you knew he was sick and you know although Jesus wept you know it was like where were you Mm -hmm. and you know even Mary the mother of Jesus as she sat there and watched her son crucified you know like I raised my siblings they were young children and although it's my sister but I was also her mother figure. Oh, yeah. She was my child. And to watch and have to pull a tube out of her mouth and watch breath and life come out of her body, I literally sunk to the ground and just the cries that came out of me. It was like life was leaving my body is all I can explain it as. Mm-hmm. Like they literally had to pick me up off the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was just so traumatic and I just relate it to Mary in those moments where she had to watch her son be crucified and you know yet Jesus still took care of her and said mother this is your son John this is your mother you know Mm -hmm. and it just let me see like I'm still taking care of you no matter where you are how devastated you are I'm still there I'm still taking care of you um, whether you can work or not, he still took care of me. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I was never without funds. I was with never without food. Like, you know, there was hard times, but Jesus always showed up. Mm-hmm. Do you think like your grieving process and, and like feeling peace at all is like an everyday thing or do you think that there at one point in your in your healing journey was there a a like you woke not essentially woke up one day but woke up one day and was like wow you know like i feel peaceful you know like they're at peace or something or do you have to wake up every morning and then remind yourself that there was jesus so i think it's a double Okay. (laughs) Like just speaking it over my life. I thank you for hope. And and there's days that are still like that. But then there's also those days that I wake up and I just feel the presence of God so strong. And it's like, you know what? There really is peace in the storm. You know, there really is like, what is on around you that there's the presence of healing thing that you can encounter and 
you know, getting alone with God and just really bearing your heart brings more peace, you yeah. know. And we're redeemed. Like we, Bobby and I read um, Ruth this week and Naomi, like losing her husband and her, son. her sons and Ruth grieving herself losing her husband and then at you know at the end like being redeemed and how jesus is our like ultimate Mm -hmm. redeemer right like through all that grief naomi had ruth and ruth had naomi you know And and i really really believe like those kingdom relationships, like, you know, as much as being, you know, they clung to each other and to God, you know, and he honored that. And I feel like when he puts those people in your life and, you know, they stick by you and they honor your grief and they honor your journey and they walk you through hell and back, basically, you know, he's going to honor them, but he's going to honor you. And it's just going to grow a whole a whole new relationship with God and with each other. Yeah. Did you have a Ruth through your, <laughs> through your journey? I did. So my pastor mom, <laughs> she's my pastor mom and she's definitely my Ruth. Um, I also have um, my best friend. That's a, I call her my two. Oh. Um, and they really helped me through everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter what it was, I felt safe with them. I felt that I can share it with them. They cried with me. They laughed with me. They were at the bedside with me, you know, when I was, you know, wanting to end my own life, they were there, you know, and through every up and down, they were, they were there. And, you know, they, those two, I always say like, they were my biggest gifts from God. I remember back, you know, telling my pastor one time, you know, my mom died in um, 2005. And I remember after she died, I was like, God, like, I still need a mom. I'm, I was 20 years old. I'm like, I need a mom. And I remember her telling me, this was like two years later. And she was telling me, she's like, Lena, she's like, that same year, God showed me a vision of this girl with dark brown hair. And he said, I have this girl for you. That's like, going to be a daughter. I'm going to do ministry with you. And she's like, I would say for two years, like, God, where is this girl? Where is this girl? Where is this girl? And it was not until like, I guess like two or three years after we were already like established in church and stuff. And she said, I looked up one day, um, and you were up there worshiping with your hands raised and God said, that's her. Mm. And you've already been there. You've already been doing it with her, but that's her. And, you know, God answered that same prayer for me. Like I need a mother and she's really been there as a mother figure for me and um, walk me through hell and back and, you know, anything, you know, we do family together. We do birthdays. We do holidays. Everything that you would want in a mother, um, she is. And that was God's gift to me. Wow. Wow. How incredible. Mm-hmm. What a gift. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
just you being obedient, mm-hmm. you know, and, and walking through all of that and then where it leads you today and to be, to be mm-hmm. the peace that people need, you know, mm-hmm. their family and themselves at the end of their life now. It's so amazing to use yeah. your hurt right? that you're helping others. Yeah, I mean, it really is God because in my own flesh, um, I I don't want to do it sometimes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like God. I'm so tired to take care of people sometimes, um, you know. And I'm like, I'm tired to be surrounded by death sometimes. But really, God has given me such a grace, and it has it also has been such a. I've seen so many, so many people accept Jesus in their last days, in wow. their last hours, like, and it's just That's been. Beautiful so like rewarding and humbling and it's just to see that somebody has like finally surrendered on their deathbed and it was like and just go in peace it's a whole different and like I remember one patient um he was a Christian and you just felt the angels come in the room and everything was such peace. There was no chaos and it was just the most peaceful, beautiful death that I you know, experienced. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, that's such a gift, you know, to be able to see somebody journey and exiting this life and into eternity, you know, and the hard part is, is I didn't have that with my family. Everything was so tragic. And yet God gives me a glimpse of the other side. Mm. And it's such a place of peace that I know that they're there. Like, you know, God gave me a revelation just the other day, actually. And how, like, you know, how I've always longed for family since my parents died. And you feel like you want to go home, but there's no home, right? Mm. And I look, I was laying in bed and I was praying and I was crying and I was just like, God gave me this revelation that my sisters are now home. They're reunited Mm. with their parents. They're reunited with Jesus. They're in heaven and they're home and they're, they're a family again. And, you know, although I grieve um, because they're not here and the things that like, I'm going to miss out on like them being and auntie to my children and future holidays and future birthdays and weddings and things like that, you know, it gives me such peace knowing that they're, they're not suffering anymore, you know, that they are home and they are safe and they are reconnected with my parents and they're with Jesus. And, you know, the suffering here is on earth, you know, does my heart still grieve and hurt? Of course, you know, um, but that's this side of life, you know, and that's the great thing as, you know, believers in Jesus is that just because this side of life is over, we still have all of eternity. This is just a glimpse. This is, we're lucky if we get 70 to 80 years, you know, and it's a whole eternity in heaven. And that's the main goal. You are doing such Jesus work you really are you are at the feet of Jesus and Mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful story and I'm just so grateful that Mm -hmm. I got 
to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Because you are, you are the epitome of what we are called to do. Spread the gospel, Mm -hmm. plant the seeds and, you know, and just, I'm just, this is such a beautiful story. Um, Where, where can the people that do listen to this find you (laughs) like on Instagram or social media? Yes. um, If they want to follow your story. Absolutely. So I'm mostly on Instagram and it is grow that glow 24 seven. That's Um, so fun. (laughs) Yeah. And um, you can email me the same thing. Grow that glow at 24 seven at Gmail. That's mostly my platform right now. I'm still working on courses and on um, a website and all of that, but you know, Jesus is working it all out but I've had some great clients and my grief program is my grief coaching is um growing every day and it's just really God's just been so good and so gracious there wow so when when you get new clients how do you what would be the very first step that you talk to them about so usually introductory call and mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that um, we're on the same page, actually, you know, that they want to not basically be stuck in their grief, but they want to grow through their grief. That's what grow that was all about. You know, you can have grief, but you can still grow through it. And mm-hmm. to bring your inner glow out again, everybody has that light inside them that Jesus put there. And it just has to be drawn out because with death and grief, it's just, it's just muted. It's muddled. It's dark, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we get an initial call. Um, I always want to know their story. I want to know everything about them. want to know their story. Um, and then I tell them a little bit about me. Um, not too much only because I want it to be about them. Right. Um, I just give them the backstory and this is why I do it. And I want to see what they want to get out of it. If they just want a listening ear, great. If they want to grow and, you know, get through it and see how they can heal their family and their children or their marriage or whatever, um, that's my goal. And we really do um, a three-tier program. It's spirit, soul, and body. You know, because if your spirit is so dead and downtrodden, then you can't get your soul and your body in the right place. And so like the first wave would be the spirit work. And then the second would be the soul work um, and how, you know, you deal with grief and how like you can see that it's, you're a triune being and, you know, get those affirmations and see like a light at the end of the tunnel. And then on the third tier is the body work if they want to you know, live healthier so they can live longer if they want to eat healthier, if they want to, you know, start moving their body because grief gets stuck in your body so much. I've experienced that so much in the last year. You know, it it, it really gets stuck in your body. And if we don't get that out, then, you know, it can cause other issues. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's really how you get started is, you know, we have an initial call free, of course, just a consult, see if we're on the same page, see if we connect, see if they even like me, you yeah. know, want to work with me. 
you know such a soothing voice (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) do you see do you see men and women or are you just um taking on women so for the majority i do women um and families so i don't work one-on-one with men only because i'm single and it can get Harry Carey, so <laughs> yeah, that's a very good you know, boundary. That's such a yeah. good boundary. So I mean, I can point them in the right direction, or if they want to do it with another family member, that's great. I can give them resources. I've in the process of writing um a, a grief one hundred and one book, <laughs> and I have a whole um workbook for my grief program, and I'm willing to, you know. Um, make those available to men as well, but I don't work one-on-one with men just for my own safety, yeah. their safety, no muddied waters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, so smart. What tips um, or advice would you have for people who are going through hard, hard times? So the number one thing is you have to feel it to heal it. You know, mm-hmm. people always say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I have this little saying um, about fine, and it is feeling that are inside that are not expressed. Mm-hmm. You know, and how many people say we're it's mostly because they don't feel safe expressing it. Yes. And if you keep that bottled in, it's going to recap on all areas of your life. You know, you're not, you're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel dark. You're going to feel depressed. And if you don't have an outlet for that, if you don't let yourself feel it, if you say, oh, I have through this, if I, I, you know, I have, I have to go back to work. I have to keep going, keep going. You're stuck. It's whether it's going to be six months, a year, five years down the road, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be like, what the heck happened? Why am I here in life? Because you were quote unquote fine. You kept those feelings in. You didn't express what you really needed to. You didn't have that outlet. And my biggest thing is you have to express it. If you don't want to express it to a person because you don't feel safe, journal it out, write yeah. it out, yeah. express it to Jesus, whatever you do. If nobody see it burn it you know but it has to have an outlet you know because anything Mm. bottled inside is just going to explode it's like david is such a good example of like getting his feelings out absolutely (laughs) yeah write those songs write the poems write the (laughs) you know letters whatever you have to do sing it scream it whatever you know just get it out do you have a life verse, like a Bible verse? So I do. Um, and it's been my life verse forever. And it seems so cliche, but um, it's Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. She's clothed with strength and dignity mm. and lasts without fear of the future. And it really has been my <laughs> life verse for a long time because... I was so ridden with fear of the future Mm -hmm. every single day since I was a child. Like I said, I was fearful that somebody was going to die. And then it did. And then I was fearful every single time I would leave the house that it would happen again. And then, you know, once it happened again, I I lived in fear so much of my life just out of trauma and, you know, and 
you know, it, God has really changed my story and yeah. where I have the strength and the dignity to hold for other people, like to hold their stories in dignity and honor and, you know, really to have the strength to just work with people. And it is nothing in myself. It is all because of Jesus, because in myself, I would be a mess. I really wouldn't probably even be here. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can, like, there's more than just this earth. Yeah. You know, and that's what, like, how can we get through it with, without that? How can, you know, that's so, it's sometimes, well, you know, more than anybody, it's hard to see past your pain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Yes. And, you know, part of the, my program too, my grief coaching is, you know, yes, you became a victim, but you don't have to say that we are victors and God doesn't want us to stay in the victim mode. You can grieve. You're going to grieve. You're going to grieve throughout your whole life with different events and stuff, but you don't have to stay stuck in it because we are victors through Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we can be confident about the future because we have him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Well, we're so thankful for you and that you spent this time with us. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so, this was so good. Yes. Um, And just, you're so strong and Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said earlier, you're just doing the work of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All glory goes to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And yes. hopefully, and I, you know, I look forward to just continuing to watch your journey. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. I love staying connected and, you know, That's thank great. you for hearing me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.